On today's episode of Six Pack Cinema, we will be reviewing episode four of True Detective season three, The Hour and the Day. Hayes and West are off checking out the local parishioners, seeing if they can find any new evidence there. Let's get into this one. Everybody's fucking something. Half the motherfuckers out here missing banging stores in the ear or something. I'll train your ass to be an entrance. I know brothers inside to tear your guts up fucking you stupid. All right, what's up, everyone? Thank you for coming back to Six Pack Cinema. If you uh, listened to the first two episodes of our True Detective Reviews, we thank you. A lot of people tuned in last week, so that was fun because the show is good. And once again, I feel like we have a ton to talk about. TV shows, sometimes you wonder, okay, well, you know, sometimes they have filler episodes. They don't really move everything along, but True Detective is so good. I'm joined by Dave and John. How are you guys doing? Doing well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited to talk about this episode because I'm a, I need to share my gut reaction, which I think might be surprising. I will see if you agree. I'm going to make Dave share his gut reaction first. Okay. I, I'm also doing well. Just excited to talk about the episode. I really love this one. And this week, it made me hate how it's not all bingeable. Like, I, this more than any other week, I wanted to start the next episode immediately. Mm. No, mm-hmm. I love the debriefing. Like, I like going out and seeing what did we have today? And I even like rewatching a little bit. And like, if it was binging, you can't do that. Yeah. I mean, I, I wish they would no. just do one more scene. That's all. Really. <laughs> uh, John, what's your gut reaction? Uh, positive per usual. Love the show. Um, I I think I'm just re reevaluating all my original perceptions of each character in, with this one. I got I got a lengthy list of people I don't like anymore. Not that I I don't trust anymore. Okay, you know? that that's interesting because I somewhat agree because this was uh, a very very good episode in ways. There were some of my favorite parts of it, mm-hmm. but there was most definitely this was my least favorite episode as well because there's some scenes in here that like I didn't I I hate. Okay. Um and I, you said that you're starting to dislike characters. Yep. I hate the wife. Hate her. Oh, fucking I, hate her. And, she's and the worst. I hate her so much. I don't even enjoy when she's on the screen. It's not a fun hate, like Gus Fring or something like that. It's like, I think the actress has let her British accent leak in too. And that makes me annoyed. Everything about it just annoys me. So those two scenes, that dinner scene. Uh, mm-hmm. That was the first time this season where I was like, oh, dude, come on. Just let's go on with the good stuff. Yeah, originally I, I was I was on board with her because, you know, why not? It's marriage, whatever. Uh, and I was very hopeful that she wasn't uh, any way involved with this or in a bad guy because I was like, oh, that'd be shitty. I like Wayne. I don't want his wife to be, you know, a, a bad source. In the, in his, you know, but now I'm like, she's definitely fucking him, like fucking with his head. She's, she's definitely a crazy person. She's definitely not a good lady to have around and she has used him for to further her career um but that's fine i'm fine with people using each other but to get married and do that that's that's excessive i don't like that at all so she's not getting my uh christmas cards anymore dave do you have any of these same feelings i i i hate her so much but i also 
this is the first week where I don't think she did it. Okay. So that's that's a fair assessment. Um, I agree with that. But however, I, she still is full of shit. Like she is a bad oh, person. No, she she's a horrible person, but I think she's just so crazy that this like wild thing happened in their town and she had to be a part of it, so she got in close with the lead detective. Yep. Yeah, which I, I completely understand. I'm a, I would be right there with her. Just I wouldn't marry the guy. It seems wrong. They really hammered it home that their relationship sucks, and the only thing they like about each other is the case. And he might like more about more than her. He might like more about her than just the case aspect because she wasn't tied to the case. Well, she kind of was because the teacher aspect, mm-hmm. whatever. But. uh yeah, they're, they're like, it's a terrible relationship. That dinner scene sucked. And the scene when they were fighting in the kitchen, she kind of had like a point in the point she was making of the soundbite here. But the way she went about making her argument was the worst thing ever. Like, there's no way you can side with someone who talks like this to you. And it's terrible. And also, this is when I was like, oh, shit, is this actri- actress British? And then I looked it up, and she is. And that totally took me out of the scene, which I was telling John... Uh, True Detective, I never get taken out of True Detective. It's Mm -hmm. so tonal. uh, It's so like, um, it's always, it's consistently the same tone and theme and everything that you never get taken out. But her stupid accent did. Here it is. Let's see. uh, And this is the worst way to argue ever. Yeah, made (laughs) to feel. This person who things just happen to. Your job, your marriage. Your family, your feelings, everything's just happening to you. You're this grown man with no agency of his own. Fate just keeps throwing him curveballs. How awful for you, these trials and vicissitudes. Look it up. Fuck you. The worst. I, she's such a bitch. Did anyone look up vicissitudes? Of course not. I wouldn't give her the satisfaction. No, absolutely not. I felt so bad for Wayne during that whole fight. It's like, what a miserable person to just go high horse. Like, I'm going to narrate your life for you, and I'm going to use words that I know you don't understand that maybe 1% of 1% of the population knows what invisitudes mean. Vicitude. It means, Vis- it means a change of circumstance, unwelcome or unpleasant. Say it that. Just, it, like you said, it was so uncomfortable watching the fight. It reminded me like in college when your buddy's dating a girl who's awful and just won't listen to anyone else, and then they fight in public all the time, and you're just there watching them, yeah. and he's just trying to be like, let's, let's not do this, and she is freaking out at him. Yeah. The only saving grace from the fight scene was this line. Stop talking shit about me. Or what? Well, I'm going to start crying. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't expect that. I never, it, never related to a guy more. Like, please stop <laughs> oh, talking yeah. shit. Oh yeah, what are you gonna do? You gonna fight? No, my feelings are gonna be really hurt. I'm gonna be like <laughs> sad. It's gonna linger in my brain for a month. I'm never gonna be able to kick it out, and it's gonna make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> so just don't, don't be mean to me. Those are the last thing I expected him to say. Oh, the absolute yeah. last. Oh yeah, because but this... it fits it fits so well because he's he's a kind person. He's not going to do anything violent. He's not, sure shit not going to hurt her. Well, they they he's such like a uh, a pussy. Is that he says that he likes that use that term for men. Like he's such a pussy around her. Like I'm going to cry. And he says, you know, uh, he's 
he's got a mental block. He can't have sex with girls unless they have the love and the relationship first. Like he says all that shit. But then on the flip side, he's threatening like rape again this episode. He's saying, <laughs> what was that? It, uh, he's saying, tell the whole story. I'll train your ass to be an entrance. Train your ass to be an entrance. <laughs> I know brothers inside to tear your guts up fucking you stupid. Yeah, so on one side, he's like, don't be mean to me. I'm going to cry. And the other side of things, and he's in his cop detective outfit, he's train your ass to be an entrance. So I showed the, they showed both sides of that today. But yeah, I don't, I don't like the wife. And uh, that was upsetting because this is the first time where I don't know if we're supposed to dislike her so much. Do you guys know? Like oh, in, yeah, Breaking Bad, in Breaking Bad, everyone hated Skylar. But you were supposed to hate Skylar. I think that you're supposed to hate her. Yeah. I mean, she... I think- Sorry, go the, on, the, so the the first point uh, where I realized that we're supposed to hate her is when um, when he it's 1990 and he goes to the uh, police precinct to go check out the tapes and he's asking about the pretty reporter lady got in here and she was like and the guy said oh yeah you mean the one with the the cop ex husband and it just like crushed him like he didn't she didn't she was lying the whole time she didn't have to bring up him in the least bit didn't have to bring up her like relationship but the fact that she said she had a cop ex-husband that's a dagger for no reason whatsoever yeah yeah so she sucks yeah um i was supposed to say the new evidence at the top of the show and i did and i failed us we talked about we talked about it right before we started recording too that we were going to do that but here we go the new evidence (laughs) from this episode that we found out is that they found out the dolls that they found at the crime scene were made by a woman named patty faber and they're called chaff dolls and she sells them at the fall fair the first week of every october she says a black man with a dead eye bought $10 from her. That's basically the next lead that they got in the 80s on the crime. In the 2015 storyline, we found out that Dan O'Brien, the Julian Wills uncle or cousin or whatever it is, relative that was staying at their house, they find his skeleton in a quarry or reservoir dug up. So he gets murdered along the way, probably in the 1990s storyline. Mm-hmm. Because Wayne says that the 1990 storyline is the most crazy, or like most horrifying, that he doesn't want to remember. Which is wild to me because I don't get, I don't know. I, I'm very interested to see what happens in 90 because they left this episode on a really wild time in the 80s too. So, yeah, no, I don't know how it's going to crazier than that. I think this is about to be the end of the 80s storyline. That after this shootout that's clearly coming, that yep. they pin it on that guy. And it's kind of just wrapped up because brass higher up just wants a win. And yep. so I think after next week, we might be done with the 80s storyline besides for like one or two things here and there. Yeah, this is where rolling the shot. I agree yeah. with that. Yeah, I agree that we might be done with it. Um, the, it opened up. They went to the pastor and he was being real creepy, talking about creepy shit. They found the pictures of the kids with their hands crossed. And he says that he takes all the pictures and they say, why is Will's eyes closed? It says, because he blinks, which, John, you said that last week. That I, I did, and um, I was very confident in that. But then when they pointed it out and he said it, that immediately struck me as extremely weird, right? Oh, no, I didn't. I was just like, hey, John, no, no. John got it right. Yeah, I, I just I felt know. you were vindicated. Well, yeah. thank you. I, I mean, I'm very proud of that, the fact that I am right. But for some reason, <laughs> I just made me second guess myself. I was like, hmm, maybe. That's interesting. Weird. Yeah. Uh, that guy was creepy, but Wayne and Roland both come away from that meeting with the pastor thinking, A, there's something a little off with that pastor. He was a little creepy. Mm-hmm. And B, that the boy, Will, was never the target. Julie was the target from the, the start. 
and they were either going to leave Will behind mm-hmm. or or whatever. You know, that's what they said. They said that they both think the girl was the target. Which plays into our theory from last week that it was the owners from the wife's company that she worked for who lost a granddaughter and wanted mm-hmm. to replace her. Yep. Yeah, it does. Uh, then they go and visit Patty Faber, an old woman, racist woman, who uh, she goes, <laughs> was, he, was, he, woman. was he handsome? Was he ugly? Like I said, he, he was black. And Wayne just rolls his eyes so hard like, Jesus. Like being, he wasn't a person. He was just a black guy. Yeah, they can't well, be I, attractive. She was, racist, she was racist as shit. But she did say, like, he had scars and he had a dead eye. And they're like, well, what about his, like, facial features? Was he handsome? I was like, the dead eye isn't a good enough I know. I did, th- I did think that, too. Like, she, like, gave you a pretty bang-up job of how to find this dude. <laughs> yeah. This was, like, better than 99% of the sc- descriptions you're going to get out there from anyone else. Yeah. What do you yeah, want, and the, Wayne? And the fact, well, how was his smile? <laughs> <laughs> did he seem charming? Yeah. I mean, the fact that it's a black dude with a, with a dead eye, that su- substantially narrows your field. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know what the more they wanted out of him. I think he just, I think he was just poking and prodding her because he, he knew she was racist and he was pissed off about it. Yeah, so they follow that lead to the town, and they, it's a small community. So they ask a clerk, "Hey, you know any black guys with dead eyes, cataracts?" And he's like, "Yeah, Sam Whitehead." So they go visit Sam Whitehead. Then this is where there's a ton of racial tensions. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roland gets hit in the back with a clump of dirt. <laughs> they run inside. They run outside. The cop car's all busted up. And uh, Sam Whitehead basically dropped one of the best lines. I had it in the uh, the intro. I was, I was hoping you'd pull this one now that we're talking about it. You know, I ain't the only one out nigga in these parts. Half the motherfuckers out here missing fangin' stores in the ear or something. <laughs> that's not the line I thought you were going to Did you pull the one I asked for? Yeah, I pulled that one too. The, yeah, uh, but that's good though. I, I love I love this guy, how, how animated Mr. Whitehead was. Yeah, the one Dave liked and it was this one. How you gonna wear that badge? Got a little clip on it. Got a little clip on it because I'm scared yep. of hanging myself or getting strangled with my own tie, so I wear clip-on ties. Mm-hmm. Didn't give the full. Nice. I think this scene was just to show the racial tensions. Yeah, but um, my my favorite clip of this is after after the the car got beat the shit, and Roland and him are talking in the car on the way home, and he was kind of like Wayne's kind of like, buddy, were you really gonna shoot them? Like, what were you doing pulling the gun like like that? And Roland had a really great response. He's like, I was actually more sensitive. Because yeah. if I was, if, if there was surrounded by white people and I come out and they smash my car, I would have shot someone. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's totally, yeah. totally legit, too. Yeah, they're, they're making Roland not racist. Yeah. Very I clearly, like they're Roland's not a racist guy. But they're he's both. Very, he's in very tu- conscious about the situation. But they're, they're both in tough spots because, in like that sense of racism, they're like muddying the waters. Yeah. Or like, the the black guys are are picking on both of them and acting like Wayne doesn't belong. And then you had the dad Tom dropping the N word on Roland and then he's like, Oh wait, you're friends with Wayne and like you're not racist, sorry. And like so they're both in this middle ground and they, they have to figure it out. Mm-hmm. That was so sad. I mean he, he genuinely felt bad about it. He did. Sam White is pretty adamant. It's not him. Uh, he's like, there's lots of guys with dead eyes. I didn't buy any dolls. And I think they believe him. I kind of believe him, too. So do I. I. There was a key line, he said, 
where he's like, I work at the chicken factory or on the chicken line. There's a ton of people like this, which just means that there's a ton of like black guys with dead eyes and chopped off fingers and stuff who worked for the company, like the Hoyt company. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say there'd be so, probably be a handful. Not maybe not, maybe not dozens, but there's going to yeah. be options. Yes. So I think he was like a red herring and there will like the actual person was a black guy with a dead eye. They just got the yeah. wrong one. I mean, no, they had to follow this up because I mean, he fits the prescription. He works in the chicken line. He's, he's tidied up as a, as a suspect, but I actually, they should have done more, but I think they were so concerned about any racial tension or race, like a race war breaking out. They kind of uh-huh. abandoned it, but in a normal situation, they should have taken him in or at least brought him in for like further questioning something. Cause he fit the bill. He worked for the company. It just all makes sense. Although yeah. I do not, I don't believe that he did anything. So, yeah, me neither. You had your due diligence, and that's what yeah. the whole point in the '90s was saying that they didn't do the due diligence in the '80s and came back to bite in the ass. Yeah, so let's let's finish out the '80s. The '80s, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Timeline. Timeline. Yeah, let's let's fi- finish let's finish out the '80s timeline before we move on to '90s and then maybe to that and then 2015. Let's organize it like that. So in the '80s. Yeah. Uh, they they do Sam Whitehead, and then that leads to nothing. In the eighties, uh, Tom gets drunk. Right? Did is there anything else? Like Tom gets super hammered at the bar. His life is terrible. Um, and Roland helps him out, and he's like, "Why didn't you call his wife?" And she's like, "Well, she's terrible." But so now Roland becomes his guardian for Tom. Yeah, he lets him sleep at his house in- instead of driving him back to his wife's house or. He's like, I got a prison bed or that. And we've seen this already in later timelines that he is still like a guardian for him. We've seen that in the He's 90s. Like a sponsor, He's like a sponsor. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, in the 80 timeline, they go back to the church, and now they're fingerprinting everyone, and they tell the pastor, like, we're pretty sure whoever was involved in this was from your was is a parishioner of yours. And the pastor's all shady as hell. He is. But I, I don't think in a guilty, shady way. He's just, I don't know. I think he's like a run-of-the-mill creepy pastor yeah. or whatever he is. Not involved in this, just, you know, he, he hangs out with the kids a little bit too much, but he would never actually do anything. It, it would just be too much of a trope if he was, like, involved. For sure. 100%. But he's better, he's a, he's a creep, and he should he should get what he gets coming to him. Did you guys see... Okay. Unrelated... Which, which hunt? <laughs> unrelated Jesus, to the man. case, but... Did you see um, the brown-haired woman that Roland talks to? He has a yeah. picture of her on his desk in the future. Yeah, yeah, he marries that woman from the church. Yeah, He marries her? Love, love that when he's walking away, when he's like, God is love, man. God yeah. is love. Yeah. How, do we know, how do we know that he married her? Because when he's talking in the, two, in the 1990 timeline, when he's talking with the detectives and they're bringing Wayne on board, there's a picture of her on his desk. You recognize her? Like that quickly? Yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's her. It's very clearly her. They're like back to back scenes. He meets her, then he's on a desk or something like that. Oh, yeah, that's cool. That's cool Good for him. He dropped a great line after he saw her ass. I didn't see no one eyed brother. I'll tell you this: there's some serious ass up in here. <laughs> I gotta get back to church. <laughs> <laughs> Worked out for him. He got a wife out of it. Yeah, yeah. Good uh, for a- him. After that. What else happens? We have the date scene, which Dave, do you want to bring up that she almost slipped in the date scene? Oh, yeah. So she, they're talking about it, and she starts talking about how his body is position, uh, 
what's the boy's name? Will's body. Mm-hmm. He will. Well, uh, yep. his body is positioned, and then she like catches herself. She's like, "Were you telling me?" Or she was like, "Well, with how his body is, you were telling me how the toys were set up." To sh- like, it, it's weird. It, she was starting to talk about things she shouldn't have known about at that point. Um, yeah, yeah I, I think she just was at dinner and was started. Then she jumped right into the case, and then just like kind of caught herself because he could have easily told her about the bodies off camera somewhere. I'm, like that's I'm a conversation sure. they would have had. Absolutely, because the only thing he talks about is 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 the case. But I, I I think that's something you don't talk to her about because you don't release that anywhere in the hopes that somebody accidentally says that when you're interrogating them. Yeah, you can't I, have I th- that out anywhere. I think th- I think this part of friends. I think that's part of the whole situation with him uh, and his fuck up is he's he did that to her, like he gave her way too much information because he trusted her. Yeah. I, I think I think in dinner, but I I perceive that as like they're they're still like dating and still kind of j- like dancing around the things. And she was she knew what she wanted to talk about, but then she re- like looked at his face and she's like, maybe I'll just like lay off of the children murder for dinner time. Maybe dive back into that and dessert. I'll just talk about toys for now. I think she was just trying to be like a little more coy, and that that's what that was, in my opinion. I agree with that, but who knows? It could have been something else. I, I didn't. I didn't. I went back and watched it after I saw people thinking that. I didn't think it was anything like that. Yeah. Later but on, later on in the '80s timeline, Amelia, who we're talking about, visits um, the mom, and this made another scene where I just really hated her. She went there acting like she was nice, and then as soon as she started saying like, "Tell Hayes anything," "Tell Detective Hayes anything," I was convinced she had a recorder in her pocket or something, just like completely wrong intention she was trying she was trying to bring back the gifts from the kid and then all of a sudden she just starts prodding about the case and stuff and like tell him all the details tell him all the details do you think that that plate was was staged because i thought it i I didn't think that was the kid's plate i love mom oh i didn't think of that but I, i wouldn't put it past amelia this bitch i i don't i think it was his his like their stuff. I just think she was bringing it back for nefarious purposes, just to get okay, close and, to the case. All right, so that may be true. Um, but how about the you didn't start suspecting the the mom when she was saying how how she did some terrible things? You didn't think that was weird? I don't know. I like to focus on. It. She kept saying, "I have the soul of a whore." I was like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, that was aggressive. That's a tough break when you look yourself yeah. in the mirror and you're like, "I have the soul of a whore." I don't know. My 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 thought process there went that maybe she might be in on give, selling her kids. Oh wow! I thought she was just trying to be like, "Don't whore shame me. I can't help who I am. I'm a whore." No, I, once she saw the kids saying "I love mom," she, I, I took it as she sold them out. Mm, I didn't think of that, but maybe. Oh no! Yeah, I I agree with Sheen. I think she was beating herself up because she was gonna give the kids away to the rich family. And whatever happened to Will was an accident, and now she's beating herself up about that. Maybe. Oh. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. All right, then this episode ends with uh, Trash Can Man baiting the the rednecks or whatever. Oh, you think that was baiting him? Oh, oh, definitely. When he went oh, up, when I, he now went that you say that, yeah, absolutely, you're right. I didn't pick up on oh, that. Oh, yeah, when he went to the little kids and was asking like for their cans out, right sta- outside the window of their dad. 
I was wondering why the fuck he would just do it right in front of their window. Yeah, yeah. he was. No, he, you're absolutely right. He was baiting them for sure because he wants to fuck things up. And then we immediately, this episode ended with a Forrest Gump scene straight into a Home Alone scene. Just like way more angry. Just a bunch of guys chasing him on a truck with banging bats against the railing. Then he goes home. He's got booby traps all set up. And, and, it, and then uh, boom, end of the episode. That's a that's a a, um, a top notch quality, award winning analogy you just made. Forrest Gump into into Home Alone. Oh that, yeah, that nails it. Yeah, <laughs> the adult version. Just I would have right loved quick. it if there was like a cut out of Michael Jackson dancing or not Michael Jordan dancing in the window to distract them. Yeah, the Claymore mine in front of the door. When I saw that, I was like, oh fuck, this is gonna be amazing. I lo- I got giddy when I because it, it, the guns around. We've seen it before, you know, shootout, yada, yada. But the Claymore mine, oh, my God. He he was not in any way, shape, or form anticipating leaving that house. He knew he was dying that day. And yeah. That's it's amazing. Yeah, his fight was over. Like, he's done so much shit. Wait, was the, was the interrogation in the 80s? Did they leave the interrogation to go? Where did they leave? They they got called out to go. Yes. They were yeah. They were interrogating the kids. Freddie Burns, the teenager. Yeah, they were they were letting him like cry in the in the room. Yeah, so I forgot about that. So they found out they found Freddie Burns' prints. He was one of the three in the car. He was on driving the car. They found his prints on the bike in the eighties timeline, and they're really really letting him have it in the interrogation room. But he seems to be pretty adamant that he he wasn't involved. He was just fucking around on the kid's bike, chased the kid off into the woods, and that's it. Yeah, but that's so that opens up a couple of things. Um, they were ready to pin it on him for for very little evidence. That's that's what the conversation was on the outside, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But so that to me says, all right. So he chased the kid into the woods. Where was the the sister? I didn't mention the sister at all. He wasn't chasing her around. Her bike wasn't involved. I think this, this whatever happened to the sister to get her abducted already happened, and this whatever happened with the little boy, it was very completely separate. Yeah, that is a good call. I don't know. Yeah. Questions. Questions. I think Lots he's innocent. Yeah, no, he, he's just an asshole. Yeah, he's just an idiot. I think yeah. uh, I think he's not. I mean, I think this is a huge conspiracy like we all think, so I don't think it's going to be one of these simple things. No, he, he's a bully. Well, and, and, and he's, 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 he's just a bully. And he's an asshole. And he's part of it, unfortunately. In the first episode... That you see him like just drinking and trying to do wheelies on the kid's bike. So it wasn't like he was like doing anything nefarious. He just seemed like a generic asshole kid. Yep. Yeah. All right. In the nineties, Wayne is now joining the task task force that's being led by Roland, which is a new dynamic for them. Roland clearly respects the hell out of Wayne, and like mm-hmm. he also you get the sense that Roland understands this is hard for Wayne, and they did a, a bunch of things where Ro- they made sure that the audience knows that Roland thinks Wayne's a better detective than him, even yep. though that Wayne's life got screwed up and Roland's now in charge. They said that like, he's the best detective in the case, blah, blah, blah. So there was cool levels of respect. The people came in, the higher-ups came in, and they said to Wayne and Roland, uh, what was it, that they're, the sole job of this task force is to vindicate the guy that's in jail. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which, 
and the sole, and and the, the real the real position they want to take is find out who actually did it, not just find out someone innocent. They don't want to find out who actually did it. No, no, no they, they do. They, they do. Roland and Wayne do. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's what they say. We're gonna we're not gonna listen to any of that bullshit, right? Like, yeah, no. What I what I loved about Roland is is like you said, he's got a, a tremendous amount of respect for Wayne, but he also knows his position. So with the whole crew there, he made sure to cut Wayne off. To, during the debriefing to kind of make sure that everyone knows he's in charge and everything. Uh-huh. But when it's just Wayne and Roland, it's like old times. They're they're basically they're equals. equals. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, like he, do, he does he, he does keep his his stature. And Wayne right away knew that he's like, all right, I overstepped a bit. But yeah. I know it's, me and him know what's what's really going on. So as soon as everyone else left, they were right back, right back. at it. Like yeah, it's like snapped. Yeah, it was perfect. Um. And then what else did we get in the 90s? Is there new evidence in the 90s? See, the grocery tapes, right? Am I missing anything else? He just spends all the time oh. looking at the grocery tapes? And finds he thinks he found her in it. Yeah, he did find the girl. At the end, yeah, he finds her. Mm-hmm. Which is cool. That is neat. But then yeah. like, I think, what, yeah. what is he going to do with that? Okay, he's got a picture of her as how she looks right now, but like, what are you going to do with that? I don't know. To find her? Maybe. Looks like they find her except for the... The 2015 storyline was interesting to me for the first time. Like, really interesting to me for the first time. Okay. Um, I, there's, what, what, what interesting? I mean, I've, I've been on board with it the whole time, but what... what well, I think, I think the best stuff came from the 2015 timeline. Okay, what, what, what tipped your scale? Okay, uh, Eliza and his daughter, his son, are dating. Clearly. Which Mistressing is, around. He's, he's married, right? The son's yeah. married? Yeah. yeah, he's got a whole family. His, Remember that dinner? His wife and kids. Oh, okay. So he's so he's sleeping with her. Yeah, he's fucking around. Okay. Not dating. That sounds too nice, man. Yeah. Well, the the subtleties of this show is like why this is so good. Because I get, I bet a lot of people have not that we watch closely because we're recording this, but I bet a lot of people missed all this because it's it's so backwards. Because not only is the son dating the investigator lady, the blonde. Mm-hmm. Wayne knows about it, which is and is using it to his advantage. And it's awesome. Did Explain you, that when he went to talk to her in the hotel. Yeah, he knew that his son was there listening. Oh, he was in there. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so I have sound bites to put this together for anyone that, that is. So last episode, they called each other by their first names in front of Wayne. Mm-hmm. And he picks up on it. Here's that one. That's enough for the day. No, I'm all right. I think we're doing well. I'm sure you do. You see his distress. This man is ill, Eliza. Henry. That is enough. He looks at me. Goes that is enough because he see, he caught, catches on to them. He goes and visits his son at the precinct, who's now a detective. Mm-hmm. What he was, and he says, "Have you seen?" The investigator, or like, when's the last time you saw the investigator? And then lets it hang in the air. Because why would his son see the investigator without him, you know? Yep. So he asked that question. Here it is. You seen a sense? The director, Eliza. Since the last day, I mean. No, not since she uh, pulled that shit and criticizing the investigation. Okay, son. And that, okay, son. It's like, okay, I'm not believing that boy. I missed all this. I'm glad you're bringing this up. Yes. Okay, son. I know you're fucking her. 
And then he goes to visit her at her apartment. And right away, she's like, oh, I didn't know you are coming. And he walks in, and they show two wine glasses. Yep. And they show Wayne, like, take that in. And then right away, he says, you got friends here? This is it. Oh, hi. Mind if we talk a little? Nobody interrupt anything. You and a friend. Uh, no, I'm alone. My mistake. I get confused. And he's playing up that his dementia to them. Mm-hmm. Like he, I think he's playing it up a little. And then the last little thing is when he does sit down with her, he, he says this. I kind of had the impression after our last talk you might be done with me. It's all right. Thing is, you share some details I didn't have. It's clear you have some kind of investigative work in this. With researchers? A couple of investigators, sure. So I think that was his way of saying, my son has given you information that he's not given me. And he knows that his son's in the house right there. Mm-hmm. And it's a whole big game going on. Because yeah. just mm-hmm. the same way his wife started fucking him and dating him because she wanted info on the case, now an investigator is doing the same thing to his son. Mm-hmm. And she's getting info out of his son that he can't get out of him because his dad went against the police force in the nineties or whatever, always been a black, black eye on the, like the detective stuff and was always a cover up, Like we saw in the 1990s, like we're not trying to solve this. We're just trying to make sure that we got it right. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, now his son is maybe doing the same thing. I thought that was the most interesting dynamic that came about. That is went over my head. Egg super, in my face. It's super subtle. Yeah. That's yeah. great. I mean, I picked up that like the son was sleeping with her, but none of the rest of that I got until I looked on Reddit this morning. <laughs> there you go. Well, yeah, Reddit also said that you can see his shadow, which I don't fully buy. That you can see like uh, the son's shadow hiding at one point behind the wall. But that's I, always touching. That's t- I mean, shadows could be anything. That if that if it was that alone, that's too Easter eggy for me and stuff. Yeah. But all the rest, that okay, son. No, the way the way well, you just laid it out perfectly. Yeah, it's you, you. You presented a very solid case. Yeah, a lot of people were having fun with the time as a flat circle joke. Yes, because yeah. it's happening to him. What's happening to him? And then the other thing from the 2015 storyline is that uh, when he's hallucinating, and all the people he's ever killed are haunting him, and they're mostly yep. Vietnamese people, and we're just reminded of like the life that this guy had in Vietnam, and then. Earlier in the episode, he's, he says, oh, I had a friend who was a Baptist. And Roland goes, what happened to him? And Wayne just goes, like a gun noise. Like he's so desensitized in a way. But as an old man, they're haunting him. And did you notice there was two men in the haunting scene that weren't Vietnamese? Yes. Um, I thought it was one man and there was a woman. There was one man with a bullet hole in his forehead his, with yep. long hair. Oh, so there's a man? Okay, I thought that was a woman. And it looks like one of those Memphis kids. I thought it might be Trash Man at first, but it looks like one of those Memphis kids. Oh, no shit. Really? Not Freddie Burns, but the other one that was in the backseat. Okay. And then the other person that was in the in all those figures that were haunting him was a guy in a suit that got shot in the heart, and he yep. actually touches that man. He stands up, and he like pats that guy's chest as he's stumbling around. Weird. So that's interesting, too. 
So all that stuff is pretty interesting. So that's why I thought, I thought the 2015 storyline had the most to offer. They also offered us that Dan O'Brien, the cousin or whatever, got killed at one point. Yep, in the in second a, half of things. They yep. found his skeleton in a drained quarry. So I don't know. What do we got? Is there more theories? Have your theories changed? They found Julie. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. I think my original theory of, of it being an accident and and her running off on her own obviously shot the shit. Gone. But I, uh, I think the second half of, of her living on her own kind of might hold water. I don't. I don't know if she was picked up by uh, as sold into a different family of the chicken people. I don't know about that yet, but uh, I think it's still. I think I think it's still possible that she has her own life because she wanted to get away from her, her, uh, her past. Yeah, and she may be I, running because she doesn't want to be found. I don't know. When in the security footage, though, it looks like she's looking behind her, thinking someone's chasing after her. I, I took it as she was tr- looking to, uh, for cameras and trying to avoid those. And then she stares right at one. Yeah, and that was like deer yeah. in headlights. She's like, "Oh fuck!" But again, like, she's not. She wasn't the robber. They've already figured out. Yep. So why would she be looking around for cameras? Nobody's going to be looking at cameras looking for her ten years later. Well, she's made a uh, made a career out of not being found at this point. In my head, at least. So who knows? Yeah. Maybe she, maybe she knows what was going on. She was like, "Oh shit, uh, this is going to be a spectacle now." I, I don't know. My theories haven't changed from last week. Like, I still think it's the Hoyt food dude that's involved, whether he was sleeping with the mom. I don't know the exact one, but mm-hmm. I still think that guy is the, the main culprit. Well, as soon as we find a black guy with a cataract and a scar, need both. Yep. We and found... a nice brown sedan. That's crucial. Yeah. Pretty interesting. It's good, though. Uh, I, I, like, I like the idea, if I'm going to uh, mold that a little bit, she was going to do that. She was going to give the kids away. And I think I think I think the mom's more involved than we than than we originally thought. Yeah, I went from thinking the teacher smuggled them away and gave it to that family to thinking it's the mom now. But otherwise, money. I'm I'm in the same. It's the same theory, just swap the mom for the teacher. Yeah, and it's, it's no longer um, doing it for good and, and like a good-hearted person getting a kid out of there. But now it's more dark, like this trash bag mom needs money kind of thing. Oh no, I I think she did it just to like. She thought the kids would have a better life. Oh, get the fuck out of here, Dave. Really? No. Yeah. Do you th- she she real like she was even saying like she wasn't meant to be a mom. She was a shitty parent. You got the Did soul of a whore. Because she because she tried selling her kids. No, no. I I think she like was like they'll both be better away from me and then something awful happened to Will and she's tearing herself up about it and she can't report it cuz she was the one who like smuggled them away. Uh, that, doesn't, that doesn't work. You can't smuggle them away from the father. What the father who actually does care? The, the, she was the monster in the situation. She was the one that was the detriment. The father was fine. He but was I, a good dad. I mean, I don't know if he was a good dad. Sure, but he was. He bought him toys. He cared. I I think she hated him enough that she just like they were fighting all the time, and she was like, "This isn't a good spot for the kids to be in with us fighting all the time." I don't know, man. I I. I don't see her as a uh, as as a Mother Teresa type trying to save her children by giving them away. No, I mean anyone who do- anyone who does that, no matter the reasons, is pretty much a scumbag. Yeah, I think I think we're we what? we we're on the. Do you know how many people, Dave? Dave, well, no, I mean, not, like you're not making much sense, Dave. Do you know how many people give their kids away for adoption? I think that's pretty crazy. 
No, I meant <laughs> not when you give them away like that. I meant when you smuggle them away from your family. Yeah, but I don't yeah, think you can okay, smuggle okay, their okay, own okay, kids. Okay, okay, you're right. That aspect of it, I, I like. Get. If you like, act like they just disappeared and like to give your kids to a random family, you're a scumbag. I, yeah, I don't yes. think she's in on it. I don't. I didn't. I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't think I'd like that anyway. I think she was maybe. Uh, playing a part of the uh, the uh, ignorant, like she was just turning a blind eye to things that she might have been able to control, and that's what she's regretting. I don't think she's in on it. I don't think she she scooted him out the door into this other life. Hmm. We will we will see. We but will see. We will see. But Dave, you you continue your streak of having ridiculous comments. Well, that was that was just like. I didn't word it right. Okay. Okay. Well, you understood okay. what I meant, though, right? Like now anyone I do. who now possibly I do. when you like, explained it again, because at, at first it sounded very much like you said anyone who doesn't think they're fit parents and sends their kids away to fit parents is a scumbag, and that's tough. <laughs> that was, no, no, that was yeah, tough. no, that is not what I meant. Like, I know we make jokes here, but that one's we're gonna have to walk that one back. <laughs> yeah. Great. Okay. So, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, because the, the scenes from next week, which I always, always never watch, but for some reason watched today, and then got so pissed about it, so everyone's writing about it, everyone's talking about it, so we'll talk about it, but mm-hmm. it looks like they showed a shot of Amelia with Julie, sitting on a bed in the 90s timeline. Oh, Amelia that is who? not what I thought we were going to talk about at all. They showed Amelia with who? The girl. Joy? The girl, yeah. Well, then, I don't. I don't remember seeing that. Yeah, they're sitting across from each other on a bed. On a bed, okay. So '90s timeline, and she's sitting with a girl, and it looks like she's with Julie. And I'm pissed. I hope it's not Julie. And they're just like, if it is Julie, I'm gonna be pissed. That'd be unfortunate. What? So, what were you guys talking about? What? What spoilers are you potentially talking about? Um, there was the. I think Dave's gone. He's, no, he's, I'm here. Okay, good. Uh, there was the, uh, the Russ Cole on the laptop. Oh, that was just an Easter egg. I think she's and t- Marty and Marty. But no, it, but it was also with her saying that there is a larger um, conspiracy. Conspiracy and people who have been like fighting it have been killed in silence while showing that picture. So I think we're going to learn that they were killed Son after season of one. A bitch, you're right. That's that's Joy, Julie, Julie. That, that's that looks like her. Yeah, the re- the rust thing I thought is like a fun Easter egg. Uh, if they say that they got killed, like wh- you guys were upset about that. No, no, I, no, thought, I thought that, that was the bigger be. like. Yeah, I, I thought you might be, and I I was excited that this might tie into season one, like I guessed in the beginning. No, I thought that was a cool little Easter egg. I was pissed that they showed what looks like Amelia and Julie in the 1990s timeline. No, I'm looking at this. I'm looking at the picture right now because I, I I recorded the the post. Um, I'm looking at the background. Well, first and foremost, that's not a home. That looks like it's like a halfway home. Well, that, that looks like sense. that. That looks like they. I mean, we already know she's alive in 1990. It's, it looks like if I had to piece this together, they they find her, they pick her up, and she goes and interviews her at the fact. Which I'm I'm fine with that. That makes sense to me. Or Wayne sent or Wayne sent her there to be like a barrier, or she's in on it and she's catching up. I don't know. I just wish that they didn't show that they made sure. contact with Julie. I don't want to know that until I see it happen on the screen. Don't give that away in the coming next week. I, yeah, no, I, I didn't even realize that. The, and I haven't seen any articles on that. Everything I saw was the season one stuff. All right. So the, um, 
there was one part that I came across that was that was weird. So the the chicken factory is there like a a silo, like a, a nuclear silo part of that? No, you there's mean, like a it's a smokehouse, I think. Okay, there, so but there's something that looks like a silo. So there's there is in point uh, twenty five seconds uh, in, in in middle of it. So it's basically snapped, and it was also like a like a, a, a starburst flash, so you couldn't see it. But I slowed it down, like I can see if you can see it. There is a there is a like a little nuclear silo that that Ru, uh, not Russ Ru, Roland and Wayne are looking at. You seen that, Jimmy? Yeah, yeah, burning. That to me looks like that's that's a. a that's a new suspect. Uh, a new company involved with this jet. No, no, th- that like building was when they went to the Hoyt Chicken place. Yeah, I thought that's, it was that, the same thing. That's a smoker. Yeah, yeah that's a, a fucking huge smoker. That's what I think it is. I think it's something else. Ooh, I don't knows? think it's a smoker, but it's it like you see the building there when you. No, there. I I remember I remember the the Hoyt farms and they had silos which were which are similar but different. Um. I don't know. I, I I saw that. I thought I thought that's questionable. That's that's that, that's like a little tidbit of what's to come. I think I think there's another company involved, not Hoyt. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know what to think, but I think we're gonna be. I think we're gonna be in the '90s timeline now. I think Trashman's gonna get pinned for that murder. Trashman, yeah, he's he's dead. Oh yeah, he's well, not then, making it out. So then, who goes to jail? They don't. Well, the, the, they don't never have to go say. To jail. Yeah. They just oh, say they that have, it was. Yeah, you, you blame the dead guy. You don't have to have anybody go to jail. Mm, interesting. Okay. And like they that. even make a comment in the last episode that his kids are the ones bringing this up, not him. Yeah. So it, ma- it makes sense if he died, and we know the trash guy has two kids. Yeah. Did you guys think uh, what if uh, what if the investigator Eliza was Julie's daughter or something? Did any? I had that thought myself. And then I saw it floating around, and because I, yeah. I I had that no. thought, I was like, "What if she's it?" No, and Shannon had that thought too, and we did we did we we did the timeline. She had, she would have to be pregnant at eleven years old. No, yeah, Not really. That that yeah. girl is like twenty or thirty. We're talking about the, the the interviewer. Yeah, she was ten years old in nineteen eighty. Nineteen eighty. Yeah. So that means that'd be twenty five years ago. Yeah, right. so that means Julie. You're going to say that a 10-year-old got pregnant in the head and then. No, but in like 1985 or 86, she could have. Am I not, am I not doing math right? Yeah. 80 to 80. 80 35 years. 35 years. Excuse me. Math is tough. I thought so, it was 25 years. So 2015 minus... 1970 means 45 years old. I mean, she could have a 20 something year old daughter. That's reasonable. I, I, I was doing, I was doing 25 years instead of 35. I don't think it is, but it'd be yeah, no, I don't think I, so either. But I thought about it for like half a second. And then I was like, that'll be stupid. If that's what that is, I won't like it. I'd be very upset. That's the problem with having so many theories. Cause now I'm deciding which theories I like and which ones I don't like. Which it's is like fine. I just want it to happen. Yeah. All right, I think that ends this episode of uh, True Detective. I think so, too. Six-pack cinema recap and review. Thank you guys very much for joining us. We will be back. Next episode drops on Friday because of the Super Bowl. So we're going to come. I don't know when we're going to record it. We'll try to have it as quickly as we can. But uh, we all have busy weekends. 
Hopefully put it up on Sunday afternoon at some point. Yeah, that'd be the goal. Sunday afternoon, you'll have it Monday morning by the time you're driving to work. Yep. Sweet. All right. See you guys. Thanks for joining. Take it easy. See ya. Everybody's fucking something. Half the motherfuckers out here missing fingers, toes, and ears, something. I'll train your ass to be an entrance. I know brothers inside to tear your guts up fucking you stupid.